Hey, this is Sharon Srivatsa. Welcome back to the Business School Podcast. And in this episode, I'm going to give you the keys to 95% efficiency. What does that mean? I want to show you a three-step process that is 100% free, that when implemented in your life and in your business, you are going to be 95% efficient. And that is only leaving the 5% out there for you to like optimize on, but you will get to 95% efficiency when you watch and implement these three strategies. I break down the strategy, the tactic, and exactly how to do it, all step-by-step, step, starting right now. One thing is for certain, just because it's tried and true doesn't mean it's working right now. So the big question is this, where can you learn what is working right now? The strategies, the tactics, the psychology, and the exact how-to. How to grow your business. How to blow up your personal brand and supercharge your personal growth. That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Sharon Srivatsa, and welcome to Business School. I've spent more unproductive time trying to find ways to become way more productive. And that is all the background and raw material and work ethic that I put in so that you can get this episode. I call this 95% efficiency, which means that if you do these three things, I believe that you can get to 95% efficiency. And the other 5% is just ideas, upgrades, and customizing your life. But if you can just do these three things, I promise you, it will skyrocket your efficiency, make you feel safe, get more results, and create insane productivity for you. The problem is that most people don't really have a framework, a playbook, a system that they work with, which is why they're stuck with uh, tips and tricks. What I want to give you is this kind of three-part system that if you learn these nine words, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, yes, if you learn these nine words, you will get to 95% efficiency. And I've been, I hypothesized this maybe like 18, 24 months ago, and I put it into my life and in practice and in my business. And the days that I actually do these nine words, it gives me a feeling of clarity, a feeling of accomplishment and a feeling of success that I have never seen otherwise. And I want to just give them to you. So let's break down what 95% efficiency is. There are three big ideas. Number one, I want to tell you about execution. Number two, I want to tell you about time. And number three, I want to tell you about energy. Uh, none of this is foo-foo, so let me actually get right to the key pieces of this puzzle. So let's talk about the first big idea. The first big idea is organization before execution. The key component of being efficient and productive is to actually know what you are going to do. Meaning, if you don't have a sense of what productivity is or what efficiency is or what success is, you will never be able to benchmark yourself against having a good day. The reason why, you know, we go out there and say, hey, I'm going to bench press 90 pounds is, and when you bench press 90 pounds, you hit your benchmark. When you bench press 100 pounds, you're like, wait a minute, I did better than today. I'm just making it up as a number, but the point is there needs to be how you define success, and that is where organization comes in, organization before execution. Most people try to just execute. They say, oh, just wake up and start working. Well, the wake up and start working is only for people that have insane clarity. And the wake up and start working does not work for everybody because most people don't implement the organization before execution. And I'm going to actually show you how to wake up and start working or how to get the most out of your time or how to feel like at the end of the day, 
you don't you don't say, oh my gosh, I wish I had gotten more done today or I wasted my time today. So let's get into it. There's two big pieces of organization before execution. Number one is our minds are generally cluttered with lots of thoughts. So we roughly have, I think the number is uh, 60,000 thoughts a day. Now, of course, that give it a margin of error of 20,000, right? If you're super smart, you probably have 80,000. If you are super chill, you probably have 40,000. But you have 60,000 thoughts a day. When we start to define what we want to do in our work and in our lives, we want to make sure that that is, we, we organize the chaos in some way. The best way I've seen this work is to do a brain dump. Now, there's two ways to do a brain dump. One is a mind map and two is a grid. Uh, let me explain how I do both of them. The mind map is actually really good. All you do is you start with, I, I like to put the, the location I'm in um, right in the middle. So I'll just say Laguna Beach and I'll do, pick a date, you know, November 22nd, 2023, whatever it is. And then I, every time I have an idea, I'll just put a branch from that and write down the idea. Oh, uh, taxes and content and work and, you know, team. And, I, and then based on each of those, I'll just keep mind mapping everything from my head out because I want the neural pathways of my head to just map out everything that I have, everything that I'm thinking about and it has a connection for in my neural pathway. I want to map it out on paper. I actually like doing this because this is actually part one of my exercise, but most people can just do this one. But I go until I've completely filled the page. And I'll tell you generally, it will take me about five to seven minutes. In five to seven minutes, uh, normally if I'm doing it on an iPad, I will completely fill the entire page with a mind map. And that's super helpful for me because I can now start to see ideas, patterns. I can start to see what I'm thinking. If I've done this three days prior, I can see whether my priorities have changed. But it's a good snapshot of what is in my hand because my dad always used to say, fear has no place on paper. And when you take the manifestation of what is in your head out on paper, you start to see the daisy chain that is happening without assuming that there is a stressful daisy chain of what could happen. And that's why you do the mind map. Now, the next part of the mind map is to actually, I look at it and I say, hey, I literally go through with two colored markers, with a red and a green, right? You can do this on a paper or you can do this with the iPad, easy, easy enough to do. The reds are the actual projects I need to do. The greens are the things I need to think about. That's all I do. The reds like, hey, do it right now. The greens are like, I just need to do it later. So I always think about the reds as urgent and important and the actions and the greens are not urgent, but important and stuff to think about. And what I mean by this is, as I pick out, my job is to look at this mind map and not to try to do everything on this mind map. All I'm trying to do is I'm picking out the key priorities from this mind map and figuring out what goes into a project. Now, this is where part two comes in. So my coach, Taki Moore, taught me how to do this. And he's a big fan of creating a three by three grid. So I learned this from Taki. I love it so much. And he has, essentially, he has a grid. And I actually take it to a different level where I go six by six. So I have six boxes and six rows. And all my goal, so I have 36 boxes on a page. And I just draw six boxes and six rows. And my job is to look at this mind map and pull together one idea per box. The reason is I don't want nine. I, just, I want to just capture, I want to take every action item that I need to do and put it into one idea per box. The reason I can put into one idea per box is that I don't have an overflow of ideas. Meaning if I put taxes, like I don't just put taxes. I, it, it's, it's a much bigger project than that, right? So it forces me to write what needs to go in that box. Otherwise it feels disproportional. And that's what's really, really good. So the big idea here is to take the mind map pull out the ideas and put them into this grid. Because once you do that, all your stuff is 
very clearly organized. Now you know what to do next. And now whether at that point, whether you transfer it to a to-do list manager, whether you say, hey, I'm going to work on these things this week, whether you put it in your calendar, that's up up to you. Maybe you put it in a daily planner. I don't care. But the, the key part what people are missing is that they miss the part of doing the brain dump and then extracting things from the brain dump and putting it in the grid. What I have found is that the brain dump is not enough because now you are you just have chaos. Only when you can pull out the ideas from the brain dump and put it on a grid, put one idea per little box, now you've organized the chaos. And that's really powerful. That's why I call this organization before execution. If you feel stressed in any way, you just have to do two steps. Number one, just brain dump, mind map your ideas so that it almost feels like a physical representation of your brain uh, and what you're thinking and thoughts and the daisy chains. And then second, put all of these key, key takeaways that the things that you feel like you need to do into a grid. And where when I say a grid, literally, I mean six columns and six rows. So you have 36 little boxes on a page and you just put each idea into that. Maybe you don't need that many, which is even better. But now I know that each idea has a box. I will tell you right now, almost, you know, I do this maybe once or two, twice or three times a week. Never have I been able to fill 36 boxes. This never happened. Because I realized pretty quickly that when the stuff is on the brain dump, that 80% of it is just my thinking and my stress, and that 20% are the things on the project that I should not forget. So step number one is organization before execution. Once you have the grid, you can transfer it to your calendar or your to-do list app or what have you, and, and, or a post-it, a sticky note, write it on your palm, I don't care. But what people forget to do is they forget to organize before they execute, and they just try to execute hard. Now, I did promise you that I would tell you what you do, like how do you just, you know, uh, my friend Alex Ramosi talks a lot about this. He's like, hey, just wake up in the morning and go to work. Alex can do that because he's really focused. He knows what he's working on that day. Craig Ballantyne is really good at this. He can wake up and do that because he's know what to do that morning. But there's a secret to all of this. You can't just wake up and know what to work on because they have deep clarity on the things they're working on. You know why? To do great things, we must do fewer things. And yes, they have a lot going on, but they have a deep sense of what they need to do to do the work. If Alex is writing his book, he writes his book. If Craig's working on an email, he writes his email first thing in the morning. So what you should do, if you are planning on waking up and working right away, what you want to do is you want to set it up the night before. Meaning, I actually would set up the work completely so that you can literally roll out of bed and start working. Uh, there is a great book by Stephen Kotler about you know uh, the rise of Superman, which is Finding Flow State. And they talk about how the... The, your flow state, which is your theta state or whatever it is, as soon as you roll out of bed and instantly get to work, you're still in flow state. But the key part is the only way that you can handle that is if your work environment for that work session is set up perfectly. So if you're writing your book, you would roll on, you would roll in, you, you leave your computer open, like everything would be set. You literally just uh, you know unlock your computer and you start typing on the Word doc. There should be nothing different. They should, you should not be doing... You should not be like sitting there and be like, oh, let me check social media. Let me find out, you know, let me browse on YouTube. Nothing. You're rolling out and just working. The reason why that works is if you pre-set up your work. Anytime you leave and you come back and you pre-set up your work, you always want to make sure that um, when you come back to your workstation, you can instantly get to work. So here's a pro tip. The pro tip is I never leave my desk or my computer or uh, even at shut down at night or when I go to lunch or when I take a break, never, not one time at the end of the day, never, never do I leave my work um, apparatus or my work hardware, my work computer or my work thinking 
that where I have to boot it up and restart the next day. I never do that. The reason is you want to set up the flow state before you're in the flow state. You want to set up the project before you have to tackle the project. You want to set up the fastest time between uh, action and execution. So you're like, oh, I got to go. I'm there, right? It has to be that simple. So what I generally will do is right before I shut down my computer for the day, I look at my calendar. I literally will boot up if I, if I have Zoom and I need a, my notes and a work email, all that, I'll set up my complete screen and only then close my laptop or close my computer because then when I wake it up in the morning, everything is already pre-set up. And you may think that this is being anal, but what it does for me is my boot up time is so fast and so I can go right into things so much faster because I've already kind of lingering thinking about this, but now I can execute on it instantly. So just don't shut down everything for the day. Almost think about it as when you're parking a car, if you, you, you back into your slot, right? That's what this is. This is backing your car up into your slot as opposed to just pulling in head first and then you have to figure out how you back, how you pull out of traffic. Now, by the way, I was always taught to park with, you know, pull into a slot so that you could always back out of it. I was always taught that and, and I'm okay with that. But the problem here is when it comes to work and execution, most people don't do that. So big, big pro tip for you is whenever you're going to leave your computer, your phone, whatever, always plan the next activity so you know exactly what you're going to do. And is when you come back to the device, you'll automatically start doing it. The other thing is it'll also force uh, a dramatic reduction in procrastination because when you come back to your computer, you're like, all right, hey, let me just do, you, you get into this uh, really bad, um, I, you know, Dean Jackson calls it something, he calls it like the, you know, the, the procrastination loop or something. I can't remember what it is, but you essentially, you get to your computer and what is the first thing that you do? You want to do an easy task, so you check your email. As soon as you check your email, there's a bunch of links, so you check YouTube. As soon as you check YouTube, you check social media. As you check social media, just check on Facebook. As soon as you check on Facebook, you come back to your email. And then you're like, maybe I'll check some stats. And then, oh, the stats don't really work. You go back to your email and then start the loop all over again, right? And then suddenly before you know it, it's been 45 minutes. When you pre-set up your environment, document, email, worksheet, slides, project, presentation, whatever, you will know instantly that that's the thing that you have to do next. And so it'll dramatically reduce friction for you to be able to execute on that. So the first step to 95% efficiency is organization before execution. Here are the next three words. Number two, which is time-bound projects. There is no project, like you should make a determination in your life right now where there are no projects that, are, that have unlimited time. Um, recently, I was uh, with my coach, Taki Moore. We were having uh, coffee in Newport Beach, California, and he told me how he wrote his book, which was really cool. He's like, hey, Sharon, I used to go to a coffee shop and order breakfast. And he said, before breakfast arrived, I had to have completely finished my worksheet. So think about that for a second. He wrote, you know, a 10-chapter book called Million Dollar Coach. By the way, you should check it out, milliondollarcoach.com. Uh, and then you should check it out. And the cool part is he took this worksheet that he had, he had built a blank worksheet. He would go order breakfast and he would sit there and he would fill out the entire worksheet. Uh, and he would write later, but he'd fill out the entire worksheet before breakfast got there. That's super, super important. Like, that's how you should work. Because when you give yourself a deadline, when you give yourself a time-bound project, the project will get done because now it's not about the time, it's about the result. A lot of times we designate time to do work, meaning we, we, we say, oh, um, we do time blocking, right? It's not time blocking, it's result blocking. Think about that, right? You're not blocking time, you're blocking the time to get a result. So a, a lot of times I'll look at my watch and say, all right, cool, I have 20 minutes and I need to write three emails. Now, could I write the three emails, schedule them to go out? No, but I can pull up a Word doc and I can write the three emails. And before I leave, I, I have to jam out the three emails. There's no 
I, I, I'm going to try. I need to get three emails done before uh, in the, the next 20 minutes. And as soon as I do it, I get the three emails done. You give yourself a time-bound project. What we should do is you should never start a project saying, oh, I'm going to work on this book for, for 20 minutes. No, yeah, I'm going to write three chapters in 20 minutes. You're not going to say, oh, I'm going to like start to sketch out my presentation this next hour. No, you say, hey, I'm going to do my worksheet and build out my slides in this next hour. You want a result because at the end of the hour, when you get the result, you feel really good that you delivered the result. This goes back to understanding what is efficiency. Efficiency is knowing that you got a result in the time that was allotted. That is efficiency, right? Efficiency just means that what do you and I want to do? We want to get more done in less time. It is more done, more done. It is not get, like it's not time-based. It is the result-based. So a pro tip for us is any time you sit down to do something, you know, you should create a result on the time that was allotted. That is why I will tell you, I actually bought a kitchen timer. I have a little digital kitchen timer on my desk. It's, you know, I, I before I do anything, no, I decide what project I'm going to do. I set the time timer for it and I go. And then when the timer is done, I'm done. But I will tell you, I get way more done. I, for the people that I know and the people that are in my circle, I end up doing 10 to 20 times I'm an output perspective more than them. It is not because I'm better. It is only because I have a system. That's it. I win. I get more output because I have a system that I work in and I'm really disciplined about the system. Not because I'm an anal guy or a disciplined guy. Not, not at all. I'm, I just realized that being undisciplined and being by the seat of my pants, et cetera, makes me less productive and makes me less valuable to society. Therefore, I only do time-bound projects. And I'm really good about sticking to time. Now, if I'm at lunch and I have three hours blocked off, yeah, I have three hours blocked off to be in community and relationship with somebody. But I set a timer for the three hours because as soon as the three hours is done, like I got other stuff to do. It's, I never have to look at my watch and say, oh crap, I can't believe we ran over. Never, that will never happen because everything in my life is a, my chosen design of time. So the three next words you should kind of think about is whenever you're thinking about doing something, you want a time-bound project. Meaning, number one, get a result. Number two, in what fixed amount of time. The pro tip is here is use a kitchen timer. Essentially say, hey, I got 20 minutes. Set the timer. Do the work. Timer's going to go off. You'll start to recalibrate. I, I'll, I'll wager in less than a week, you'll have a really good sense of how you can push yourself to do so much more in such a short amount of time. The next three words that are important for you to remember for 95% efficiency are time-bound projects. So the first three words were organization before execution. The next three words are time-bound projects. And here's number three. We all have to have an energy-sensitive calendar. Now, I am not the foo-foo kind of person that's like, oh, my, my energy's up. I need crystals. I need alignment. Yes. Like, my coach does that. She's great. I, 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 don't, I don't manifest like that. That's not me. I need an energy-efficient calendar, meaning it's not about the energetic universe that I'm talking about. I'm talking about biological energy. So I know that I am more creative in the mornings than in the afternoons. I'm also very creative at night. So I only do creative projects in the mornings and later at night. In the middle of the day, I don't. So how I have designed my day is I do opportunities in the a.m. and I do operations in the p.m., all right? Opportunities and operations. So anything that requires my maximum creative output, creative, meaning I have to think significantly out of the box and I have to like think about something unique, I do all my creative work in the mornings. And all the other like operational stuff that I need to do where I don't need major creative power, but that you just need 
brute force and time, I do it in the afternoon. And that may be operational meetings, that may be operational, you know, uh, emails, work, et cetera. All of that's in the afternoon. I, I try very, very, very hard to not do operational tasks in the afternoon and in the mornings because I like I try to write emails in the afternoon. I try to do voicemails in the afternoon. I try to make videos in the afternoon uh, for internal meetings. I try to take internal meetings in the afternoon because I am much better creatively in the mornings. That is my biological, you know, kind of makeup from a energy. So that's why I call it an energy sensitive calendar. Uh, you have to be very true to yourself on how you think and work and live. So if I know that I'm extremely creative, you know, first thing in the morning and last thing at night, I save all my creative projects for the first thing in the morning and last thing at night. Meaning if I have to write, I write in the morning and write at night. I'm starting, you know, I'm, I'm sketching out a book. I'm writing 15 minutes a day. I write 15 minutes in the morning and 15 minutes late at night. That's how I work. I don't do any other creative projects. If I have to build a presentation and slides and worksheets, I do it first thing in the morning or last thing at night. And I don't feel, and I, when I say last thing at night, I put my kids to bed and then I go do the project. And because that's when I get my creative juices flowing. But the rest of the day, I'm very blocking and tackling operational. And I've noticed that I can, my creative energy will start at like 100%, 110%, and it'll just wane to like 50, 40, 30% in the afternoon. That, that way, the afternoons, it's not that I'm not patient or anything. I'm, I'm, I'm in a good space, but I just do things like things that need blocking and tackling and just kind of lower brain function work. And I mean that in a very positive way, I do in the afternoon. The question for you is, when are you at your best? And what does it require for you to do when you're at your best? Because what I've seen is a big time energy sensitivity mismatch. People try to do the, their most important meetings in the morning when they're not morning people. Like that's wrong. You shouldn't do that because you're not at your best. You're literally saying, I'm going to do my most valuable task or my valuable project when I'm in my least bi biologically energetic state. That makes no sense. It's taken me a long time to be really honest with myself. And so I just don't do it anymore. And so if someone says, hey, Sharon, you want to meet for dinner? I'll meet for dinner with friends because I don't need to be in an extremely creative state. But if I, if I need to do a work thing, I want to do a work breakfast because I'm way more creative in the morning. So the, the next three words you got to remember are if you can nail an energy sensitive calendar around your energy, you win. If you're, in a, if you're a salesperson and you pitch better in the morning, take more morning meetings. And if that's not how, uh, how your business works, I'm telling you, you, like, you have to change it because the world is not like that. The world, you, you don't have to conform to your client schedule all the time. It is a mutually convenient schedule. So anytime a salesperson tells me, well, I'm, I'm, I'm available 24-7, you're a freaking idiot. Like you shouldn't be because you want to build your calendar around energy sensitivity. So that's that last three points. So let me do a quick recap for you. By the way, if you like this, I have a super ultra secret private podcast that I call 10K Wisdom. Uh, it is, I started off recording it to just help the entrepreneurs and founders that we've invested in. It's raw, it's real. There's no intro or outro. It's uh, 10kwisdom.com, the number 10kwisdom.com. Uh, I, I call it 10K Wisdom because I try to wrap $10,000 worth of value in every single episode. Uh, so take a peek at it. It's 100% free, but it's a private podcast. So I think you will like that. So go to 10kwisdom.com and my team will activate it for you for free uh, if you'd like to do that. But let me, let me recap this 95% efficiency to bring it home. Number one, organization before execution. Get it all out of your head, chunk it up into the mind map, and then get the right pieces of the puzzle. Even if you do this one or two times a week, you're in a good place, then transfer that to the execution. Always organization before execution. If you want to, the other pro tip there was 
if you want to instantly get to work in the morning or make sure there's no time lost between projects where you're traveling in and out, make sure you pre-set up your environment so that you can go execute on that. Number two is time-bound projects. Do not ever let your projects fill the time. Let your, let, let's make sure that the result gets done at the end of time. The way I do that is pick a project, pick how much time I have, and execute on that project overall. If I had given myself an hour to record the podcast, it, I would take an hour. If I give myself 20 minutes to record the podcast, I'd, I'd do it in 20 minutes. And the output and the quality would be no different whatsoever. So number two, time brown projects. And number three, an energy-sensitive calendar. When are you at your best? When, do you, when are you at your creative best? When are you at your logistical best? When are you at your operational best? And build your day around your energy sensitivity. And you'd be shocked as to how much more productivity you get. So those are the three big things, which I call 95% efficiency. If you can do these three things, number one, organization before execution, number two, time-bound projects, and number three, an energy-sensitive calendar. If you do these three things, you will automatically, if unlocked, 95% efficiency in your life. The last 5% is one, either not needed or is just a, some, a couple of upgrades. Now, by the way, if someone is operating at 95% efficiency and they get to 97%, it doesn't change their life. But if you're operating at 30% efficiency and you can just do these three things and get to 95% efficiency for free, you'll change your life forever. So this is 95% efficiency. Number one, organization before execution. Number two, time-bound projects. And number, number three, energy-sensitive calendar. Hey, um, it, because of this medium, I have no idea if you enjoyed this podcast or not. So I, I'm not expecting you to give me a review, a like, a subscribe, and any of that. If you do that, I really appreciate that. Thank you. But I, what I care more is that if you like this, can you just screenshot this right now? And tag and like just post it on a story or post or whatever and tag me and say you liked it or what you liked about it because then I know that you like this kind of stuff and I can make more like this for you. If you don't like the stuff and you don't tag me or tell me to do something different, I'll take your feedback because if I'm spending all this time creating content for you, I might as well make something that you enjoy. So please help me so that I can make more things that you like overall because however you slice it, greatness is a choice. I appreciate you. Thank you for the screenshot right now and I'll catch you on the next one. Hey, Sharon, I have a cool gift for you. Since you like this podcast, I actually have an ultra super secret private podcast that I make just for my partner companies and the CEOs and influencers that I advise. It's called 10K Wisdom because I try to wrap $10,000 worth of value in every single episode in just under 10 minutes. That's why it's called 10K Wisdom. It's raw, it's real, it's got no intro or outro or anything like that. It's just straight to the point and to the insights. Since you like this podcast, I think you will like that. So for the first time, I'm making it available to you. Just go to 10kwisdom.com, the number 10kwisdom.com, and my team will activate it for you as my gift. Go to 10kwisdom.com, I'll see you there.